Hello everyone, and welcome to Vida Talks, a podcast brought to you by Project Vida. My name is Miriam Vasquez, and I am going to be one of your hosts for this podcast. And with me, I have... Hi, everyone. My name is Alejandra Gaitan. I'm the other host of the Vida Talks podcast. This podcast will provide you with resources and tools to improve the quality of life for you and those around you. But first, we wanna we want to get you into the the reels of what what Project Vida does and what we aim to do for the community. So to start off, our mission is to identify the comprehensive vision of the community for its future and to develop community-based structures and programs to implement that vision in light of the needs and direction of the wider society. Which means that we really seek to base all of our programs and create all of our programs out of the needs of the community. You know, we work tirelessly to better the quality of life for those around us and the members of our community. You know, Project Vida has different programs and all of them emerge from ongoing community dialogue. And, you know, we have these programs across El Paso County and Hotspur County. And if you would like to know more information about what we do, what are the types of programs that we implement, please visit our website at www.pvida.net. And also stay tuned and listen to the next episodes for this podcast because we will be talking about them. Well, and we're really excited. We're really excited to bring you all in into the inner workings of Project Vida and our programs and what our programs have to offer the community. But before we do that, I think it's important that you get to know us a little bit more, right? So this is our first episode. We want this to be a safe space for everyone to feel like they connect with with us, the the hosts. So Miriam, if you could just start off kind of talking a little bit about yourself Um what, where, where you come from, and and how did you land here uh, at this Vida Talks podcast? Well, thank you, Ale, for that segue. Um, so I mentioned before, my name is Miriam Vasquez, and I'm a sustainability and community affairs specialist here at Project Vida. Basically, what that means is that I work with grant development and basically seeking for different avenues in order to make our programs uh, sustainable and how to find new programs and continue growing our different initiatives. Um, a little bit about me. I was born in Ciudad Juarez. I was born and raised, was there until high school, moved to El Paso to go to college, and then stayed here. I've been here for quite some time now, <laughs> to not to date myself, but I've been here for quite some time in El Paso. Um, and I started working in Project Vida because Ever since I was a teenager, really, I've been really interested in nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, I used to be part of a really um, a youth group and we would have uh, different projects uh, and different types of um, initiatives in order to help uh, the different communities in Juarez. And then when I moved to El Paso, I I sought to replicate that same experience and Mm -hmm. to be embedded in the nonprofit work as well. But it wasn't until like I finished my master's Mm -hmm. and I was, you know, looking for a job Mm -hmm. that I landed on Project Vida. And to be honest, it was a great decision. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed my work here at Project Vida. And I, you know, 
I, I work with a lot of the programs mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. that we have in in our organization because, as I mentioned, I do grant work mm-hmm. and um, and I also listen to a lot of podcasts. And so that's- I think that's how I ended up here. <laughs> Full circle. Full, Full circle. circle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Ale, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and what do you do? Yeah. You know, how, why are you sitting here with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Miriam. So, uh, I was, I was born in El Paso, but we did, um, move back to Juarez and then we would commute back and forth going to school. And then again, we made the move to El Paso. Um, graduated, I went to study my undergrad and my master's at Austin, at UT Austin. So I lived in Austin for seven years. And then currently, I am going for my doctorate degree at Johns Hopkins through an online program. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I think since, since at a very young age, I just kind of wanted to help. I wasn't sure exactly what that meant for me. I went through a series of uh, degrees as my undergrad. I was a. I was going to be a social worker. I was going to be in government. I also psychology. Um, so all sorts of things, right? Um, and then I landed a job in a college readiness nonprofit that dealt with social emotional learning. Mm. And so that's where my interest in um, trauma, which is what we'll be talking about today, started to to come to fruition and then um, moved back to El Paso and then transitioned from my job in the college readiness um, organization to Project Vida. And I think this has allowed me to explore that avenue of trauma and, and, and how that affects our ourselves in the community and in school specifically. And I've been uh, very, very grateful for this opportunity. Love my team. Love the work that we do working with, with schools and internally at Project Vida, making sure that those things are also up to date, you know, and the way we practice and our policies and so on and so forth. Um, but then I guess I also just kind of like podcasts. I, mm-hmm. I listen to many of them. I like to learn from different people, um, hear from them, understand their experiences. So when this opportunity came, um, I was really happy. I was really happy to take, uh, be on board and, and be here with you. Excellent. Well, I'm honestly very happy that we are here and we're starting, you know, our first conversation. Yeah. I look forward to this. And as Ale already hinted, you know, she's going to be our first guest. So today she'll be co-host slash guest. Yes. And and she will tell us a lot about trauma, Mm -hmm. you know, basic introduction, Mm -hmm. trauma 101. And, um... We'll have a conversation around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So why don't we start, Ale, with that and tell us a little bit more about who do you want this podcast to reach? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you expect your audience to get from this conversation? Yeah, thank you, Miriam. Um, I think our work within the capacity development team and as a capacity development specialist, we gear our information to youth serving professionals. So mm-hmm. that includes... Um, teachers, counselors, uh, principals. I work with uh, directors of guidance and counseling. Mm. And so we want to do that to raise awareness and education on the impact of trauma among, again, personal lives and the the lives of students, right? Mm -hmm. This is to say that the role that I play in 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 my team and in the work that I do for the community is more to raise awareness okay. and education on the topic. I think 
Um, I don't want to take on this role of maybe talking about it as a, as a therapist or a mm-hmm. psychologist. That's that's not my field. I, mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by those individuals and learn from their experience. Um, but most definitely, I just come from a place of I really enjoy this topic. I think it is very important for people to know about it. That's one of the it's it's a topic that I'm studying in my dissertation, mm-hmm. in my doctoral program. And that's why I want to raise awareness. That sounds amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for joining us and for bringing this topic to us. That's our first topic for this series. So tell us a little bit more about trauma. Tell mm-hmm. us about why we should be interested in trauma mm-hmm. sensitivity. And what does that mean? Yeah, so I think it's important to first understand again what trauma is, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the Substance Abuse Mental Health Service Administration, they conceptualize trauma into three E's, right? So events, experience, and effects. Okay. And it's events are the things that people experience that may cause extreme stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, stress that um, kind of puts our body's alert system in high gear. Okay. And they may be continuous. Um, And those are the experiences that different individuals have. And what I mean by that is, you know, you and I could be in the same car accident, right? We could be in the same car accident and we're both shaken up about it. But maybe maybe you receive a little bit more support. Maybe you go and and get some help with a therapist to Mm -hmm. talk through what happened in that car accident. Or maybe you are you have that support network in friends and family that allow you to maybe in two, three weeks, mm-hmm. get on a car and start driving, maybe a little bit scared, but still being able to do it. Okay. Whereas I may be a bit more hesitant and may not be able to be and drive a car for months, for example. All right. So uh, trauma is not necessarily a one size fits all. And it seems that um, each person experiences mm-hmm. the same or two people can experience the same thing mm-hmm. and have vastly different you know, response to trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're absolutely on the right track. Like it has different effects, right? Mm. And those effects can take a toll on their mental, physical, emotional state. Um, and, and you're right, like a person can experience the same trauma, but again, it depends on so much. It can depend on the way the person's brought up, mm-hmm. um, the support network, network that they provide, if they have coping skill strategies mm-hmm. to get through those events uh, a bit better. And that's why it's it's different for everybody. That's very interesting and also very important mm-hmm. to know mm-hmm. because I think sometimes we might think that, oh, it wasn't such a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe mm-hmm. some people experience, as you mentioned, a car crash or mm-hmm. maybe it was like, an intruder in the house mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and someone might be shaken up with that for that for months yeah. or like it takes them a long time to recover from that and other people are just like why are you making such a big deal out of this yeah yeah for sure and i and i think well you bring a good point in terms of people saying why are you making a big deal about this right so that's why we want trauma sensitivity trauma sensitivity is about putting those trauma lens on and saying mm. and seeing that trauma is more prevalent than than we can think of, right? So per the CDC, for example, oh, they surveyed adults across 25 states and 61 of, of those adults reported experiencing some sort of trauma event okay. or at least one type of adverse childhood experience. Okay. Um, so what that means is, you know, it's it can happen... Um, it's more normal than, than it isn't. Okay. Um, and it seems that 
we all at some point might go through a traumatic event, right? Yeah. And it, it doesn't have to be a major, mm-hmm. like, like a hurricane or mm-hmm. anything like mm-hmm. that. It can just be an experience in life that really shook us to our core mm-hmm. and had effects on our mental, emotional, mm-hmm. and physical well-being. Yes, yes, you're, you're right. Because let's say if, if a person, it can be a traumatic event for a person to even move from one city to the next. Okay. Um, or the, the idea of just um, moving from one place to another mm-hmm. can be very overwhelming for an individual. And okay. that could be traumatic to them, right? I personally, I've moved more than 10 times. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate it, <laughs> but it's not a traumatic experience. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't overwhelm my body system. Got and it. when I say it doesn't overwhelm my body system, I'm able to, yes, I'm, I'm stressed, but maybe take a deep breath, think things through and understand mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what I need to do. Whereas mm-hmm. other individuals may may be stuck, may not be able to really plan out this move, or maybe they may have, they may have withdrawn from families and friends because of how overwhelming it feels right okay. and this is also tied to maybe maybe something happened in their childhood okay uh, maybe something happened in their childhood that triggers um something in their body which is what makes them feel overwhelmed or mm-hmm. unsafe depending on the situation um i, I want to point or go back to that you mentioned that something happened in their childhood. Is that what you mentioned about adverse childhood experiences? Yes. Um, so adverse childhood experiences is based on an assessment that was completed where it's it's an assessment that has about 10 questions. Okay. And those 10 questions, um, the more, I guess, the more check marks you have, mm-hmm. um, check mark those questions, let's say. Oh, the more that I say yes to things. Yes. Okay. Yes. If, if you say yes to to things, then it's like an added point. Oh, so okay. the more adverse childhood experiences, the greater, um, the greater health risks. Are, are involved in that individual, the greater the possibilities of experiencing chronic depression or having diabetes or in later later in life, right? And, and, and as choose, an adult. As an adult oh, okay. or as even as a teenager. Oh, okay. And those questions, they um they come in they're they're very heavy. So mm. if they it is out there, you know, for, mm. for people to take, there is a website um that talks a little bit further more about what those ACE assess what that ACE assessment mm-hmm. is. But it's important to know that you're not a number, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say your ACE assessment comes out as a three or four or eight. Which I'm assuming it's a high number. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like the the highest number that you can get is a ten. Okay. For example. Got it. Um and if you get a 10, if you get a 4, that doesn't mean there's there's so, you're inherently wrong or, or mm-hmm. there's something going on. It might just mean that if you would like to, you are free to explore that and understand okay. like, okay, if I have this number, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. It, does this mean that maybe I feel like I should get some sort of... Um, I get some resources, right, okay. to help me support through a life because maybe... I have some triggers that I may not be aware of. Okay. And that kind of allows for that conversation to open up. So it seems like the ACE is, is a tool. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's another tool. Mm-hmm. It's not a defining mm-hmm. thing that if you mm-hmm. take the ACEs and you get a number, then this means that this is how your life is going to be. Yeah. You're As an adult, you're going to have diabetes and you're mm-hmm. going to have like chronic diseases mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It just means that 
you might have a higher risk mm-hmm. for these things. Mm-hmm. But also, it gives you the level of awareness for you to look for some resources mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maybe address some of those childhood experiences that might impact your current life as an adult or, mm-hmm. as, a, or as an adolescent. Yeah, 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 for sure. It, it's it's kind of like a, a reflection piece. Um, and I think when we talk about trauma, it's also equally important to talk about resiliency. Right. Um, Because trauma can can be such a heavy topic, but it's important that, yes, there's awareness and there's education about it. Mm -hmm. But there's also resiliency. And that's why we bring in this trauma lens on where if we understand that we may have experienced trauma, then Mm -hmm. more than likely the person next to us did, too. Therefore, I'm going to treat this person empathetically. Right. Um, They might. If if there's an interaction and this person is behaving a certain way, maybe they were triggered mm-hmm. by something I said or something that happened beforehand. And with those trauma lens on, you're able to recognize that. And just to stop you here mm-hmm. for a little bit, what does it mean to be triggered? Oh, what means when when you're triggered is something, for example, um, you're reminded of something that caused you some stress in the mm. past. Okay. Um, for example, like if I'm, a, if I'm in a heated conversation mm-hmm. and it's a serious topic, mm-hmm. I, I can describe my trigger if someone interrupts me. Okay. Like if I'm trying to make my point across, I'm having this heated a discussion and someone interrupts me, I feel like my my body's uh, regulation system goes up, which means that I might start, like I might have a headache mm-hmm. or or my hands may start getting sweaty or I could feel something in my chest. And I can rec- I can identify those signals and say, okay, I'm being triggered. Okay. Because maybe in the past, I don't know, I uh, my cousins were a bit brutal sometimes when mm-hmm. it came to jokes and, and all those things. And You were haste in your family. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Okay. I was one of the few girls in there. Uh, um, so maybe that could be right. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why now as an adult being interrupted, I think can, I can struggle with, um, I guess, regulating myself and continuing the conversation. And mm-hmm. if I'm triggered and I don't identify those things and, and take a step back so that I can relax, mm-hmm. I may end up just discontinuing the conversation, for example. And that mm-hmm. is a reaction, right? That Got is it. my defense mechanism because I'm feeling too much. Mm-hmm. And to be to feel safe, I'd rather just stop the conversation, even if it's not helpful for the relationship or the conversation we were having. As a defense mechanism, I'm just going to shut down okay. and I'm not going to continue having a conversation. Right. So that's what more or less what, what a trigger does. Okay. Um, and it can, again, vary from person to person. Right. I'm it's saying not like a single thing is not triggering for everyone. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, like you could be a bit more patient and being interrupted. Mm-hmm. You could be like, uh, you you may be possible to say, you know what, like, I don't appreciate being interrupted. Could you let me talk? Whereas it takes me a little bit of more time to get to that point. It gets me to tell myself and reflect, how am I feeling? What am I doing? What are um, the bodily reactions yes. you're having to it? Okay. Um, and that's why, again, um, well, not again, but it's important to self-reflect. When we're talking mm-hmm. about trauma, self-reflection is, is key. Introspection. But also being very kind to yourself and giving yourself grace. Because if this is just the first step for you to get to know all these different things, it can be overwhelming, right? Right, right. Um, so um, that is one thing that I 
that I think it's important to, to keep in mind, like self-reflection, but at the same time, giving yourself grace. Got it. Got it. And so um, is is there like different types of trauma or do we, mm-hmm. is, is there like, do, how do we define it? Like, how do we break it down? Yeah. And you mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, and I think the thing about trauma is that we sometimes speak about it in common language, but mm-hmm. we may not have a name for it, right? Okay. Um, we may not know the name for it. Okay. So, for example, you mentioned, like, very, I guess, uh, mundane, quote-unquote, uh-huh. things like moving or mm-hmm. um, moving or changing schools, things like that. public speaking? Public speaking as well could be, that could be, like, a little T trauma, okay. right? And then we have acute and complex trauma. So complex trauma is more reoccurring. It's more reoccurring and it's the the type of trauma that is, it it places the individual in a state where they don't feel like they can escape type of situation. Like it's more of like coercion. So maybe like family violence? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But at the same time, acute is like a one-time uh, event trauma, okay. right? So it could be that in one certain occasion, there was a robbery. Mm-hmm. And it was so traumatic for the individual that they now don't feel safe going outside. Mm-hmm. And that could be acute, right? Okay. That that happened just once, but a single uh A single, single very impactful event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. A complex is more reoccurring. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now you mentioned little t trauma, which mm-hmm. can be maybe more of a, I don't want to say day to day, but you know, uh, events that can be triggering and events mm-hmm. that can have an impact on ourselves, mm-hmm. but are not like shattering. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned uh, acute, mm-hmm. which is a big, significant event that impacts you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you mentioned complex complex yes okay complex. which is something that is recurring yeah yeah the the acute is just that one time mm-hmm. event um and then those are the the types of trauma that i think are talked about a little bit more often but okay. we also have uh intergenerational trauma collective trauma and that okay. speaks about how sometimes a, a certain event within that is geared towards a community or, or an ethnic group mm-hmm. can impact them from generation to the next generation to the next generation. So an example that can I, I can think of is, I don't know, the, the effects of alcoholism in, in a household, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one, they, let's say the, the grandparent, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the grandparents um, could be the ones that have that issue, mm-hmm. that have that problem, but then their kids end up adopting certain behaviors okay. because of the effects of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So they may be grow codependent, right? Okay. So taking on the, the, the issues of another individual and making them and their making own. Them their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can, maybe their grandparents end up going through um, Alcoholics Anonymous and then they get better. But this individual already has codependency tendencies. Oh, okay. So then those codependency tendencies may be passed on to their kids and then so on and so forth. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, could another example be racism and oh, the yes. effects of racism mm-hmm. in the community? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we saw how what the effects that our August 3rd shooting had on our community, yes. right? That was very much geared towards 
an ethnic group or mm -hmm. a race. Um, and we suffered as a collective, as a community, that mm -hmm. trauma because it was geared towards us, right? Hispanics, yeah. that are our culture. Mm -hmm. And and that's very important to to take note. And the back, black community as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, police reform or police brutality more so. Um, and how that has been happening from generation to generation. And we've seen the effects of it lately. Got it. Got it. Well, it's a lot, it's isn't a it? Lot. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it is a lot. Um, but I think it's just important to raise awareness because mm -hmm. we go out in life not knowing, not mm -hmm. knowing why, for example, we're triggered if somebody raises their voice or if we're triggered if there's a loud noise that mm -hmm. comes out, right? And if we start to just pause and giving ourselves grace and saying, okay, I'm scared. Why am I scared? Why is this feeling too much for me to handle? Um, we can take a step back and say, okay, maybe this happened for this reason. And you can get proper help. And mm -hmm. proper help can look different for everyone, right? Okay. Um, maybe, you know, moving houses, it could work that you end up finding the support of a friend okay. and saying, you know what, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how to go about this move. Mm -hmm. Can you help me? Can you support me in helping me pack or helping me organize myself to get through this this transition, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that uh, you want to go to a therapist and you want to seek more help into how to deal with these things or where they come from mm -hmm. if you want to find out more about that. Um, so there's different ways to go about it, but I think... Trauma is just important because without knowing, it's like you, you're missing that little piece of that puzzle mm -hmm. that, that may help you understand that you're not, you, I, like you're not, there's a reason for it, right? right? We don't just act the way that we do mm -hmm. because yeah, and and it's important <laughs> yeah, and it's important to note because sometimes we may react and say, mm -hmm. "Oh man, like why am I so mean?" Mm -hmm. And it's important to differentiate from the behavior from the person, right? Right. And and trauma helps you, or like trauma sensitivity helps you through that. So this language and these things that we're talking mm -hmm. about, and the types of trauma, and just understanding that we all go through trauma, mm -hmm. and having this empathy for those around us, and having that self-reflection mm -hmm. are all tools that can help us better understand ourselves mm -hmm. and understand those around you, and maybe work on, you know, those traumatic events mm -hmm. that we've experienced and that are maybe triggering and that are kind of guiding our behavior through yeah. life. Yes, yes. And, and I think a really good way of explaining how trauma can affect us and this I didn't I, I didn't come up with it. A friend of mine did. And I was like, wow, I was like mind blown. Um, it's it's as if you're walking with a rock inside your shoe. Mm -hmm. Right. And, okay. and it's uncomfortable. And depending on the size of, of, the, rock, of the rock, you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let me stop. Mm -hmm. Let me let me take it out and, 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 and see if it, if it feels better. But sometimes those rocks are little and and they they get in the way and sometimes you're like, you know what, but it's okay. Like, I can just keep going. Like, what's the point of stopping and doing all this? I already got used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I'm just a few minutes away from, from where I want to be. But if we stop, we, we take out the rock and we can live a more comfortable life. Like we can live comfortably. We can get through, get to wherever we want to get to, um, a bit more in, in, at peace with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So 
acknowledging trauma is like acknowledging that little piece of rock inside your shoe. That is actually a very useful way. Yes, of again, it. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> Credit uh, to the owner. <laughs> yes, yes, but I think it's 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 a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, trauma exists. Trauma exists everywhere. It's nothing bad. Um, but we can be there for support for each other as we start unwrapping what that means to us personally. Right. And also, I think it gives you a different frame of reference for your life because. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've never known what it feels like to have a shoe without a rock mm-hmm, in it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you just assume that the shoe with the rock and it's that normal. uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. is that's just how it is. Yes. That's just life because yes. that's the only thing that you've experienced mm-hmm, so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's definitely important. And and I, I will I do want to say that I will be coming back um, and speaking more about how trauma then can be translated into the school, right? Because mm. we talked about how this is for youth-serving professionals. And, right. and so this intro to trauma, I think, yes, it was geared. it is geared towards youth-serving professionals, but it can impact the lives of many, right? Mm-hmm. So this is was also for the community to know. And the next time that I'm here uh, talking about our work, will then be transitioning from what we can do, what what the what we can do with this knowledge okay. and how it affects students, how it may affect um, faculty and staff as well, and what could we do to help. Yeah. That sounds like a very interesting topic and oh, I look you. forward to that future conversation. Awesome. All uh, right. Well, are there any more things that you would like to discuss on this topic before we part ways? Uh, no, I think I think it was enough. Thank you so much for your <laughs> questions. It was a lot, but I I enjoy this topic, um, and so I I want to thank you for for your time and and for your questions. It was a very interesting conversation. I think it was a very useful conversation yes. for those listening to this podcast. I think that you brought very. Um, manageable bits of <laughs> of information yes. that can be used mm-hmm. and then hopefully that can you know get people curious about mm-hmm. this topic mm-hmm. and they can on their own and maybe with some resources that we can provide mm-hmm. they can look deeper into mm-hmm. this yes um so before we part ale do you have a final message for our listeners so that they can walk away with some words of wisdom from you I mean, I think I really liked the way we ended in terms of taking the time to take out that rock mm-hmm. from your shoe, right? You, you just, it, it can, you can experience life a little bit differently. You can view yourself with a little bit of more grace. It's important to treat each other with kindness and, and empathy the, the most as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if when, we're, when we are not able to just give ourselves grace and say, you know what, I'm going to do better next time. Yes. And and that's very much it. Uh, we will be providing, you know, resources because this is an important topic mm-hmm. that, you know, needs to be explored further. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate your time. So just to get back onto the rhythm of being co-host. Uh, yes. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, I am back as a co-host. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you, Again, if you want to know more information about Project Vida, please uh, visit our website at pvida.net or on social media as Project Vida EP. Uh, Don't forget to follow us and stay tuned for our next episode. We'll have a lot of more information about different topics and we look forward to seeing you until next week. Do you have anything else to say, Miriam? Just thank you for listening and we see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.